our organization had a brand new vice president who we'd never met before. So we were all a little curious as we shuffled into the large conference room as our first introduction to meet him. We wanted to see just what type of leader he was going to be. We listened as he talked about his background and the vision he had for our organization. But then he paused and he took a deep breath and he said, let me tell you something about myself. I'm divorced and it's mostly my fault. I didn't spend enough time paying attention to what I should have. So when five o'clock comes around, I want everybody to go home. The problems are all going to be there tomorrow. Your work can wait. Needless to say, (laughs) we all sat there in, in breathless silence, seeing a leader admit to his failings and admit the consequences for focusing too much on work. True to his word, He led like that. He led like someone who actually cared about the well-being of his employees. And he retired young to make sure that he had plenty of time to spend his good years with his family. This begs the question, can you actually have it all? A true work-life balance. Welcome to The Corporate Middle, your survival guide for corporate insanity. Welcome to The Corporate Middle. I'm your host, Donald Metter. Today, I want to talk to you about that mythical work-life balance. You cannot escape this term. It is on every blog, every Facebook page, all the business magazines trying to tell you what you need to do to achieve it. Even companies advertising that they encourage a work-life balance. Today, however, I want to talk to you about the truth that all those articles seem to leave out. Is there a consequence for pursuing a work-life balance? Yes. Yes, there is. We all know that happier employees are more productive employees. We also know that individuals that have a so-called better balance between work and home life are happier. So it would stand to reason that companies would want to promote this and encourage this. We have seen this with this, you know, work from home policies and flexible schedules and the like, but the truth is that going after a work-life balance will negatively impact your career. In fact, they've actually created a new term for this. It's called workplace flexibility bias. This describes an organization where employees believe that they actually will not get ahead if they actually use the flexibility the companies offer them. And we see this when you actually look through the research. According to a recent study, parents who actually work part-time and take advantage of some of that flexible work schedules have a 21% chance of being promoted within the next three years, where people that are working full-time have a 45% chance. Kate Wasar, a professor of sociology at the University of North Carolina, refers to this as the parenting penalty. You are going to be penalized if you actually take advantage of some of the policies and the flexibility that your company offers. This should come as an absolute shock to no one except maybe the people that actually write the articles about work-life balance. Someone who is considered fully devoted to the company has a better shot than someone who is not. You are fighting a battle of perception, one that you cannot win. And that there's no policy that can change that. If you need to leave at 3 o'clock to pick up your kids and the rest of the team is staying until 6, 
who do you think the manager is going to give the new project to? It's not you. People get really upset by this and, and probably want to disagree, and but it's true. I have watched it happen time and time again. I have sat in the meeting rooms with executives while they discussed promotions and raises. Everyone gets measured by this subjective commitment. How committed are they to the company, to the project? I have watched those arguments being made. And of course, there's plenty of counter arguments that you're going to want to give me. Oh, you're just as devoted to the company. You perform just as well, all that stuff. That's fine, you know, whatever. And, and you know what? That may actually be true. But that will not be the perception. And so you're going to lose. We see this principle really exemplified when we look at vacation utilization. Americans, on average, only use 51% of their allotted vacation each year. 51%. The biggest reason this happens is because of fear. We are afraid. We feel like we can't step away. We're just too valuable. We're worried about the perception of our peers and our boss if we leave them holding the bag. To make matters worse... Companies that claim work-life balance have actually started offering unlimited vacation. Now, it's become a race to see who can take less because you're going to be judged on how much vacation you're actually taking. I think you know most people know who Richard Branson is, the CEO of Virgin. If not, just Google him. But you know he, he is considered an extremely influential CEO. His company offers unlimited vacation. And here is what he had to say about someone taking vacation. They are only going to do it when they feel 100% comfortable that they and their teams are up to date on every project and that their absence will not in any way damage the business or, for that matter, their careers. Did you, did you hear that? Did you get that? You're going to have to prove you can take vacation. Oh, make sure it doesn't damage the business or your career. But it could. The subtext is clear. If you actually take advantage of this policy... You risk being punished. You know, it's kind of like car insurance if you think about it. You know, you're legally required to have it, but oh, you better hope you never use it because if you actually are in a wreck and use it, they're just going to raise your rates. It's insane. I had someone on my team that was having some personal issues and needed to leave a couple times a week and occasionally take longer lunches, which honestly I was completely fine with. They were a high performing employee. They've done a great job, worked for me for years. I really trusted them. Definitely wanted them to do this. And I, and I told them multiple times, focus on yourself and your family first. Make sure that's right and then come to work. Because this is my personal management philosophy and one that I follow myself. Now, did this individual face consequences in their career because of this? Yes. We had a new highly visible project come up. Could I assign it to that person? No, I couldn't because it would require a lot of extra hours that this individual could not handle. I had to give it to someone else I knew would be able to handle the extra work required. There is a career price to be paid when you decide to focus on something other than work because you will be up against someone who has no life and probably can stay till seven or eight every night. So make no mistake about it, it is a competition with those individuals. Your career, of course, can recover. It doesn't mean that you know all is lost, but there is going to be, at a minimum, a short-term consequence for focusing on something other than work. That, that is reality. That's what it's really like. Here's the thing. So what? Who cares if your career may pay a price for those decisions? That doesn't make them the wrong decision. 
This is where everyone gets tripped up. They want to have it all in perfect harmony or expect to be able to work maybe less hours due to their reputation or their past work history and expect to get the same results as everyone else. It doesn't work that way, which is okay. You may have an amazing boss and work for an amazing organization, but they do not have some magical control over human bias. As a manager, I had to constantly weigh the benefits of the individual versus what the company is asking me to deliver. The truth is that work-life balance is a bit of a myth in the short term. You are going to have multiple seasons of your life, and some of those are going to be bent toward work, and some are going to tilt a little bit and focus more on life. It's the cumulative effect with the benefit of hindsight where you're going to see if actually your life was in balance. It's not some daily or even a weekly balance, but it is a daily decision what today is going to be. Every day is going to be a trade-off. If you choose work today, that means there is less time for family and friends and vice versa. You need to stop letting these articles and you know random podcasts make you feel guilty or unfulfilled because you don't have the mythical work-life balance. Every single day is not going to be in balance. I know, you know, when I was younger, before I had a family, I was completely focused and dedicated to work. I didn't mind putting in those extra hours because, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. Then, as my kids showed up, I was the one that needed to leave early to make the baseball game. But I understood there was a trade-off that I was making. I've had opportunities to take promotions and, and make more money and even move to a bunch of different parts of the country. But I turned down those opportunities because I wasn't okay with the trade-offs. But I also fully understood the consequence to my career when I said no. Now that I've told you all that work-life balance isn't possible without consequences, let me give you one quick piece of advice that can make this maybe just a little bit better every day. Wherever you are, be there. It's pretty, pretty profound, right? If you're at work, be at work. Devote your whole self to the task at hand. And when you're at home, be at home. Enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, play with your dog, put your phone down, turn it off. This is where I get a lot of pushback when I tell people this. Oh, I can't do that. I've got to have my email ready. I need to always be available. My boss expects it. It's not true. First, you need to accept one thing. You are not nearly as important as you think you are. The truth is, you do have a choice you just do not want to accept the potential consequences that come with not answering your phone at the end of the day. I think Ron Swanson from the TV show Parks and Recreation said it best. Never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. I am definitely not the perfect example of work-life balance or some beacon of perfection. Far, far from it. Multiple times in my life, I have swung from one extreme to another. I have gotten irritated at my kids for interrupting me writing a work email instead of getting upset that work was interrupting my time with the kids. But what I do know is you can devote 100% of yourself to your job and still get screwed over or passed over for that promotion. But when you focus on yourself and your friends and family, you will always, always be guaranteed a return. You are going to have a decision to make every single day what your balance is going to be. And whichever you decide, there will be consequences. And, you know, there's not really a wrong answer, and there's certainly not an easy one. You have to choose the right balance for you today. When you stand up in front of your team, what's your story going to be? Will you be like the executive whose story I told at the beginning, who found out a little bit too late he had been focusing on the wrong things? Or are you going to have something else to share? 
Thanks for listening today. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd like to ask one favor from you, that you share this podcast with just one person so they can hear it too. Thank you. And remember, the reward for good work is just more work. See you next time.